Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of My Type of Type 1 Podcast. I'm your host, Donald, and this week we are going to talk about my thoughts on feeling alone. Sometimes it's hard feeling like you're by yourself, like you're the only one that's going through your situation. So take a journey with me and see how I deal with those thoughts and those feelings. Am I alone? Are you alone? Have you ever felt like no matter what, you were the only person going through your situation. Well, that's how I feel sometimes. It feels like I'm the only one with type 1 diabetes. I'm the only one living with this disease. And it actually does get kind of lonely. You live your life and you kind of, you sit back and you watch everyone around you. They get to eat what they want, drink what they want, not have to worry about anything. And you're sitting there counting carbs, staring at your mail with a blank look on your face, hoping nobody notices that you're staring at your food with a blank look on your face. Because you're counting your carbs. Trying to figure out how many carbs you're eating so you can know how much insulin to take. Also, if you don't know this about me, I'm pretty much an introvert. Or you might say I'm an introverted extrovert. If you don't know me, I'm an introvert. But if you know me, you might think I'm an extrovert, but I'm not. I'm very shy. So, that being said, I don't want to be the center of attention. That also being said, I want a podcast. So, here I am stepping out of my bounds. But it's just being the center of attention is just not my thing. But every part of my life being a diabetic up to a certain point, was, was for me it was basically on a very strict need to know basis and in my head that meant maybe one or two adults a close friend but that's about it i wanted to fit in i didn't want people knowing that there was something different about me And so, growing up in the 1990s and the 2000s, there was basically the same stigma that there is now with diabetics. Can you eat this? Can you eat that? Oh, you can only have diet. You know how many times growing up I was told I can only have diet soda? And for the most part, I did. Or, 
if there was some piece of candy or chocolate. I could only have the sugar-free version. Now, if the normal person, like my brother, for instance, who does not have type 1 diabetes, was disgusted by the taste of diet soda or sugar-free candy, what makes you think that I'm going to like it? It's the same disgusting thing. Granted, for a while, the diet soda didn't bother me because that's basically all I knew. But the sugar-free candies and the sugar-free chocolate and the fake sugar-free Reese's peanut butter cups and things like that, they're disgusting. Nobody likes them. And so you have that stigma. You have that, ugh, that feeling of someone looking at you and going, ew, you like diet or... The sugar-free is nasty. Who eats that? Well, me. I eat that. I eat that because I'm told I have to. Because I'm told that's what I'm supposed to have. But then you get that small glimmer of hope that when you see another person in a room drinking a diet soda that they're also diabetic. That you know what, maybe, maybe you're not alone, but no, it's just that one person in the world who actually enjoys a diet Coke, and then you just wallow back in your mind and go back to thinking, yep, I'm alone by myself, but then, for me, Going back to feeling like I'm alone. There were other diabetics that I did meet in my lifetime growing up. But then the thing was, they were different. They weren't really the same. And I say that because, well, they were girls. And I'm not a girl. There's nothing wrong with that. But... You know, I guess, thinking about it now, I wanted a diet buddy. A diabetic buddy. That's what I wanted growing up. Someone that I could compare things with that had, I don't know, I guess a lot of the same similarities as me. Same race, same religious background, same... I don't know, same life, same disease, even though this disease hits everybody differently. But it's just same gender. I don't know. But it's it's different when they're not. And so whatever it is that we could have had in common. We just, we did it in some levels. But yeah, I guess at some point, I just got used to the idea of that lonely feeling. Oh, for example, there was that time that I went to camp much later in life in the 
days of Instagram after I finally joined Instagram and found out about this whole wonderful diabetic community that's online. I would hear all these other diabetics post and talk about how they went to camps when they were younger of 500 kids and they're all diabetic and they'd get to stay a weekend or a full week and just have this whole diabetic life and all these diabetic friends that they all had all the same things in common because it's a camp full of diabetics and I didn't get that the one that I went to quote unquote it was at a local uh, children's hospital and I mean, by the time I even knew about this, I was too old to attend. So they had their age group in it. I think it was from like ages eight to 14, maybe. And then anyone older than that, there were like adults there, obviously. Um, but once you once you were older than that, like I think once you were like sixteen or seventeen, you could go as like a counselor. And it wasn't even really a kid. They called it a camp. It wasn't even really a camp. It was one day. It was one morning. It was a Saturday morning, and I honestly I can't even remember why the endocrinologist even recommended that I go but she did she knew I was out of age but they said they'd make an exception because I was I don't know I think I was like 15 but whatever the age was I was out of the age range to actually attend so they said I could attend as like a helper so it's like I'm not one of those little kids that go but I'm also not old enough to like be a counselor I guess you would call it so I was in between I could like help out in between and she made it seem so glorious that there would be all these other kids in there and I mean there was probably about 12 people in the room and yeah she just made it seem so glorious like oh when it's time to eat we're all gonna take out our blood sugar meters and test our sugars and bolus our insulin uh despise that word bolus i really do i don't like it i take my insulin but yeah we would all test our blood sugars at the same time we would all take our insulin at the same time they'd order pizza um i was fairly new to carb counting at the time if my memory serves me right so you know i was like oh we all know how many carbs we're eating obviously they had diet sodas but i went it was very interesting I was definitely too old to be there. Um, I mean, like, everybody in there was, like, eight or nine. Maybe even up to, like, almost 12. So here I am, like, 
you know, two to three years older than them, basically old enough to be a counselor, even though I'm not, and I'm playing the games with them, and I don't even, I don't even remember doing the stuff, being at the camp for this one random Saturday, like, I don't even know if they did this monthly, I don't know if this was, like, every first Saturday of the month they did this every second Saturday of the month or if it was like hey this one summer we're gonna do this one thing for this one day for four hours at the local children's hospital again none of it really made sense but I still I went and it was okay I mean did it feel good to know that when it came time to eat I didn't have to go hide in a corner to go test my sugar? Sure. Did it feel good not to try to go hide and find somewhere to take my insulin? Yeah, I mean, we literally, we just all whipped out our meters and did what we had to do, and it was, it was a little comforting. It was a little bit normal, I guess. But, I mean, it was such a short period of time that, I mean, I barely even remember it to this day. I see these other people online, they're like, I used to love camp and love my camp friends and all these other things, and they like have actual solid memories behind this. And I didn't have that. And so that just brings me back to that feeling of being alone and I kind of carry that with me throughout life basically until about 2018 I think it was in about 2018 that's when I actually made my other Instagram page my Stone T1D Instagram page which is now my Stone T1D Dad Instagram page but yeah that's kind of when I made that other page and that's when I kind of learned why they call it a diabetic community. I mean, it, it was, it, it is, I'm, I'm still in it. I'm still a part of it. I still have this Instagram page. I post on it. Maybe not as much as I used to, maybe not as much as I should, but I'm still on there. I'm still active. I, I, I guess I'd say I have a quote unquote diabuddy, a diabetic buddy, a diaphragm, whatever you want to call it. I've, I've got a couple, never met them in person. They're just, you know, those online people that you connect with and talk to, but it's nice. It's, it's nice to see that there's other diabetics out there that had it different than me, I guess. They, they had the experiences. They they didn't feel alone. And yet, at the same time, they do feel alone. Or at least that's what they've said and how they portrayed it. Because when you do have something like this, you do kind of feel alone by yourself. And then you kind of, you remember that there's others out there. And that they're going through the same thing as you. They have their ups, they have their downs, and we're just all trying to live our best life every day and try to be normal, I guess. But it's 
it's amazing to see the different people that I've actually found that have type 1 diabetes. There's some that are professional athletes. There's some that are actors. There's some that are what we call today content creators. Who even knows what that means anymore? But I mean, they're just your regular everyday people. But they're not. I've even, I've met someone who's in the same field of work that I do. But, yeah, I say all this to say, I'm not alone. I'm not. You're not alone either. We're not alone. There's others like I said, we all have our good days, we have our bad days, we have our ups, we have our downs. Some of us have them at the same time. Some of them have them at different times. But yeah, having this disease, autoimmune disease, takes a toll on the mind. Makes you feel like you're by yourself. Like you're the only person in the world going through this. You're not. You just have to realize it. You're not by yourself. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And join me again next Wednesday for another episode as I go more into my life with type 1 diabetes. I hope you remember that none of this should be taken as medical advice but simply me sharing what has benefited me through my life and that you remember to always talk to your doctor before you change anything. Please feel free to hit the follow button or the plus button on your podcast player and if possible to leave a review or a five-star rating. If you would like to follow the podcast, you can do so on Facebook at my type of type one podcast or on Twitter at my type of type one and also on Instagram at my type of type one. Or you can follow me personally on Instagram at stone underscore T1D underscore dad. And you can always check out my website, mytypeoftype1podcast.com. Thank you, and see you next week.